Hey everyone, and welcome to Rise Above It, the official podcast of the Rise Business Community, where we talk about goals, failures, success, and how to navigate the pursuit of dreams. You're on with your hosts, Jeff Noth. Hey, hey. And myself, Stu Campbell. Thank you for joining us. Our next guest is Jabril Suleiman, the founder of Inclusion, the next generation of on-demand workforce platforms, connecting you with diverse professionals with skills anywhere from web design to public relations to even cryptocurrency. Jabril hails from Atlanta, which is set to continue making its mark on tech innovation as a source for great startups to begin or relocate. With a background in business administration and technology, Along with years of experience working at a large on-demand workforce uh, startup, Jabril merges knowledge with mission-driven passion to help bring the future of work to the present. Jabril, sir, thank you for joining us on Rise Above It. Thank you. That's the best uh, intro that I've, I've ever heard. I'm, I'm going to need a transcript of that. <laughs> put that on my like, happy to send it, man. So, uh, no, I mean, for us, it's, we want to just tell everyone's stories and, and yeah. lift you up as much as possible. So uh, we're, we're trying. Thanks for that. Uh, let's, uh, let's jump into it. So what's your, what's your greatest mission, your internal compass? Let's, let's find out about you. What, why is inclusion part of uh, Jabril's destiny? Ah, that's, that's around uh, solving problems, right? And uh, the problem that I've you know, being able to experience and see firsthand and, and through my works and, and business and so forth. And um, stemming back from my hometown, it's been around, uh, you know, uh, economic development or economic empowerment um, and, and understanding that, you know, there's still disparities that exist around uh, economic empowerment, development, um, you know, and, and just providing the tools and pathways to accomplish that. I, I believe I've been able to do that through, uh, by the grace of God and Google, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, you know, so um, we want to be able to just provide others with those tools and that platform as well. So, and that's where inclusion comes in. Okay. So you're, you're based in Atlanta now, but did you grow up in, in Florida? Where'd you grow up then? Pensacola, Florida. Okay. Oh, Pensacola. Nice. Yep. Yeah. No, any, like, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> right. so did you like encounter anything like in particular as far as like industries that were dying or like you know some people you know up in the rust belt where we're from saw stuff like that but was there anything that was like unique to you know the panhandle handle that you were like okay well this is something that i grew up seeing that really resonated with you in particular well you know with pensacola it's a it's a military city and uh beyond that Beyond the military, uh, there's really the opportunities. Opportunities there are, are very slim, mm. so you know you you have to either go in business for yourself, um, and and so that's what I did. You know, um, literally starting out, started out fixing cell phones at the local flea market. Oh, I uh, and I mean making a maybe a hundred bucks a day, turning that into a store, and then into multiple stores. And experiencing a problem and accepting payments um, from those prepaid wireless stores where customers were calling in making a payment, mm -hmm. turned that into a tech company or turned that into a solution for my own store, turned that into a tech company. And um, yeah, that's that's been the journey for, for me. And like I said, uh, leveraging um, my God given talents to solve problems and and uh, and leveraging Google to to be able to research and define those solutions for those problems. Uh, mm -hmm. That's led no, that, down that, that pathway. 
no, that really helps the uh, level playing field too. Like if, as long as people have internet access, you know, there's the less of a need to, you know, go to fancy colleges type of thing. If you have, you know, the information at your fingertips, were you, were you kind of a tinkerer growing up then? Like how oh, did yeah. you like oh, yeah. you know, how, how you're fixing phones and stuff? Like when, <laughs> how did that happen? Yeah, I've always been a tinkerer. Uh, you know, so my, my parents, uh, my dad, he, he had a uh, hats and t-shirt t-shirts business selling monogram sportswear hats and logo wear and landscaping business my my mother was uh she had a little alteration shop for for years and so they had a core background in in some type of business you know a small business but beyond that yeah i used to tinker you know i remember a radio shack kit that allowed me to wire up different you know electronic things uh built a little am radio transmitter and things like that had a little science kit i used to take uh you know get a screwdriver and take all my parts uh my toys apart i remember i took the handset of a regular phone and wired it to a nine volt battery and the way up however i wired it i could talk into the microphone and yeah that's true um you kind of just touched on this a little bit and i'm sure you've gotten this a lot before but to those new to you and new to your mission Tell us a little bit of why you, why inclusion, why Atlanta, you know, why now? Yeah. So, I mean, that still spans from me running that tech company, uh, hiring freelancers and contractors, uh, considering the fact that I ran a small business for many years and hired full-time employees. I mean, personally, I was just over, over it with full-time employees, the liabilities that were behind it and so forth. So this is coming from as a business, right? And so I was able to, uh, utilize this platform called Upwork to hire freelancers and contract talent. It was great because it quick and easy, didn't have to deal with all the rest of the red tape with having um, someone work for me uh, directly. So I utilized that, uh, grew the business, made the Inc. 5000 list, exited out the company, became a freelancer myself because of the press that I received from making the Inc. 5000 list. Other companies started reaching out to me specifically looking for black freelance web development talent. Mm. Um, layer that on top of the fact during those years, uh, for about two years, I was a uh, board member for my hometown's African-American Chamber of Commerce. Uh, you know, and with that, I was looked up, especially in small Pensacola, as one of the premier uh, black men in, in tech and in business you know, all of those experiences just wrapped into who I am right now and wanting to solve problems with providing uh, the people who have talent but may not have the opportunity with a platform that allows them and an ecosystem that allows them to exercise their talents. And so that's that's where I'm at today. And that's why I think that I'm the person to do that. Just mixing in all of those experiences. Nice. No, it sounds like so the the COVID lockdowns have been devastating for millions of people, especially underserved communities who lack the financial cushion uh, of some of their workplace counterparts. How do you imagine this impacting inclusion going forward? Like, what do you think the ripple effect is uh, after this? Is there going to be more uh, awareness, more of a need? What what do you what do you see happening? Yeah, so there's definitely awareness. Uh, I mean, I've been for the past, you know. couple years now preaching the fact that, you know, there's just, there's going to be, there's this mass transition happening on the side of employers and on the side of talent, 
talent wants a more flexible work-life balance. Employers want to do what I did, which was save money uh, and cut the red tape when bringing on skills, right? So uh, there's this transition that was already happening by 2027. The workforce was going to be more than 50% contingent, flex, freelance, whatever you want to call it. Um, I mean, COVID has sped that up now because now we have to focus on companies are having to realize that either they're going to have to create and expand in their workspaces to allow for social distancing, or they could just utilize what they're utilizing now to allow people to stay home to, uh, to work as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, is that because of the mass layoffs, though, they're still going to be there's there's going to be there's a mass layoff, but then there's going to be a, a you know a sizable rehire right when when this is over with, and when the dust settles, um, and before COVID, I used to make the same argument though. When the dust settles now though, uh, we're going to be these companies are going to be turning to more technological platforms to to bring on talent, and who's the proponent who's the what's the platform that's ensuring that there's going to be some type of diversity still in the forefront uh, of those uh, talent acquisition processes whether it's flexible work remote work full-time work or whatever um and right now when you when you're talking about that flexible and remote work there isn't anyone right now um and we want to be that platform we want to be if not first to mind second to mind so you know these these the hiring managers they're still putting the jobs out through the ATSs and through the applicant tracking systems and on up on Indeed and maybe on, on Upwork and stuff like that. But we're second to mind behind for those em, same employers and hiring managers that that are still they have that little birdie in the back in the back of their mind or in, the, in their ears saying, "Hey, you need to make sure that you know you you uh, think about diversity, right?" Mm-hmm. And so then they can approach a, a, an inclusion, post that same job on inclusion, whether it's a remote job or freelance work or whatever, and um, and and provide an opportunity for for someone that may be underserved or underrepresented to have a shot at, at that at that job, right? So mm-hmm. um, that's what we're doing. We're building an ecosystem around that. The platform is one part of it. It is our main it's our main revenue driver. But the Slack channel that we've built, Slack community, FlexCon, which is the, the new uh, virtual conference that we've launched, a monthly virtual conference and job fair, Flex TV, these, all of these components are supporting uh, and holding up an ecosystem that we're working on. So FlexCon is monthly too. I miss that. That's great. Because like, you know, you just do it once a well, year at some of these conferences. Like sometimes you get so excited, like you want to have more and, or you got another ideas or it's like, that's a good opportunity for people just to keep chatting and stay connected and you've got that as kind of the the foundation that's that's amazing the re- that receiver and hear myself out the headset so that was my first little cell phone <laughs> at 13 right so <laughs> at 13 oh wow okay. yeah yeah uh, so yeah building bikes uh selling bikes i would get old stuff and and rebuild them and sell them i remember uh, you know, painting bikes and then putting them into the shopper. So we had the shopper in the thrifty nickel, the little classifieds papers. And I just remember putting putting them in the paper, and some strange guy coming to the house buying the bike from me. And I was like twelve or thirteen, and I'm I'm just thinking now, would I ever let my son at that time, you know, when he was younger, would I have let him do that? And I'm like, no, nope. but I was doing that. <laughs> right? 
I don't know about that. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, just in regards to your, you know, your overall question, overall question, you know, I, I did, and being in Pensacola and being able to build something that was online, that was the main thing. Beyond just a small running a small business on a, as a storefront, once I moved into the tech into the tech side of things, just being able to leverage operating online, I think that's the main thing. And, and that's the core of what's happening right now, especially in uh, you doing COVID. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's big. What would you say has been uh, kind of your biggest challenge in getting inclusion off the ground? Uh, it's, it's getting it, getting it out there in the public. Um, okay. I think that the brand is there, the mission is there. Um, and then, you know, making sure that we have a solid team around it. Um, one of the disadvantages of launching without just a large amount of funding is you're not paying people. So you're working on their bandwidth, you know, people and, and, and things happen, people fall off and people come back on. And so I've come, I've met some great people that have fell off and, um, and, and been disconnected from what we're working on. And then I've brought on some great people. So um, just making sure that that's settled, but then just continually building the ecosystem and awareness around what we're doing, because a large swath of people before COVID didn't understand what we were out here preaching that, you know, there's just going to be this mass flow of remote activity, freelance activity amongst the job market. Um, and so it's just continually building that awareness around what we're doing as, as well. Okay. No, it's like you have to go through as a startup what all your users have to go through too. Like you need to be seen for them to be seen. So it's like, I, it's like you as True. the founder, it's like, I got to go through this for you. So, you know, does that, do you think that like reflects as far as like, you know, adding more integrity or grit into the, into the product? Like, you know, you're fighting for them. You know what I mean? Uh, is that reflecting as far as like your, how that goes into the user experience and how you treat them and build the community? Yeah. And I think it's reson- resonating amongst the, especially the members of the community. They understand that. Um, and, you know, so that's allowing it to grow as well, um, you know, and it, and it, it allows us to, gr- to to build a genuine grassroots following and support mm-hmm. base behind what we do. No, that's great. Uh, yeah. So you touched on some of this already, uh, but I'm curious, and this is kind of, you know, the maybe a little bit of a, a tired question, but I'm curious as far as like, you know, where you grew up and what you're doing now, like where, where, where do ideas come from? I guess. So how can somebody you know, out there discover their next big thing, like someone down in Houston or way up in, you know, Quebec kind of thing. Uh, you know, is it just curiosity or like how could someone in a totally different industry kind of, you know, innovate like you have? Does that make any sense? You know, inspiration uh, comes from I, my my most inspiring moments actually are in the, just in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm just standing there, steam the water, and it's just you know my mind is racing at that point. Mm-hmm. Right? And so um, you know for, for for other people it comes from at at different times throughout the day I would imagine, but you know that's at a point where I'm just like like literally thinking and. Uh, but then they do. For me, it just comes throughout the day from interacting with people, talking to people, having calls, conversations, uh, understanding perspective, uh, customer discovery. Uh, all of those things allow me to to kind of to uh, iterate and innovate. Right. Yeah. Um, 
so so for the for the person out there that's trying to think of what's next um don't try too hard to think about it it'll come to you if it's meant to come to you it will come mm-hmm. to you i'll say it like no that. the shower thing makes a lot of sense too i've heard that yeah. and also driving like you're focusing on a task but like in a way that's kind of routine and like monotonous so that your subconscious can actually start to reactivate so it's like if you're curious like you are throughout the day you might not have an idea but like you your brain is like processing all these potential connections and then finally you get into like the shower mode and then it can start to think of ideas so that, that as long mm-hmm. as i think to try to like summarize what you're saying like as long as somebody's curious right like maybe it maybe it'll come not but don't force it right like because in the shower you're yeah i mean it. you're just doing your thing all of a sudden it's it's clicking and then i mean it's just pulling from your experiences whatever solution you will come up with uh whether it's a business idea whether it's just i don't know it could just be an arbitrary solution to your daily activities it comes you you will be able to draw upon that solution from your past experiences and so that's what i've i wouldn't be in inclusion right now working uh and working through this whole uh company and project and all without the experiences of working with african-american chamber of commerce and working with Black-owned businesses, women-owned business groups, Hispanic business groups, um, from running my own business, from you know hiring talent through a, through a platform before, yep. all of those experiences would not have built into the solution. So, what and I I tell people this today, you know, when or even in the past when they've asked me about, well, you know, Jabril, I want to do this business idea. I say, well, have you physically worked within that? industry that you're trying to solve or have you physically mentally emotionally lived that problem that you're trying to solve otherwise you won't have an adequate solution for yeah. it um and so so that's that's my two cents no, that's so. great it's more like yeah, makes a lot great. of sense <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um where would you say you see the future of uh work growing the most especially post-covid as in what industries might see the largest need for an on-demand talent Exactly. Okay. Uh, oh, that's great. Let's so let's give it that next question then. So, what what can you tell us about the people driving inclusion, like the workforce behind it, the talent? You know, uh, anyone could hire today, or is it is it totally distributed or a lot based uh, in Atlanta? Like, did you you know start it with no. people you do type of thing to to seed it, or are they global? You know, are they working parents? Parents like what? You know describe like the the typical person we could hire yeah they're they're distributed um primarily u.s based talent uh you know one of the things that when, when you're talking about diverse talent our focus is on uh black latinx and all women professionals uh that could provide some type of skill virtually mm-hmm. uh and so, and that's primarily based, yes, in the U.S. Now, we do allow people to sign up from the U.K. and Canada, Nigeria, and Kenya as well. Um, sure. So those those are the places. So some global as well. All right. Oh, nice. What's expanding? What's the biggest impediment to to going uh, global? I mean, is it uh, about like language too? Uh, as far as like getting into, say, South America or something like that? Like, what, what's so? So what's well, the biggest impediment? And then you know, is is hyper-global part of your five, 10-year goal? 
Yeah, so global is definitely a goal. Uh, we want to be we want to be positioned in places where there is a uh, a group of underrepresented talent that's in place uh, from whatever reason, systematic historical reasons why, and that's in, that's in place. We want to be able to give those uh, professionals uh, an opportunity, right? So, um, some of the obvious places that may mirror a U.S. like the U.K., maybe in Australia, places like that or whatever. But um, you know, so that that's the primarily primary thing. Uh, we don't want to expand into we don't want to rush into some areas that are historically utilized for talent uh, because of the fact that I've, I've always seen, if you post a job on uh, social media, uh, generally you're going to get people from India and, and different areas like that that are super aggressive. They have a streamlined process of acquiring talent from overseas markets. But what it does is it overshadows the the great talent that's that's local. Oh, okay. uh, that's, you know, and so uh, that's one of the reasons why you know we haven't decided to open it up globally because we don't want a rush of talent from different areas that then will uh, overshadow the talent that's here in United here in the United States. That makes sense. I mean, there's a lot of work to do yes. at, at home first. So you're focusing on the home front. That makes a lot of sense. Um. I would say it's companies, smaller companies that are coming back, okay. uh, smaller companies that need to get stuff done, get off, get back off the ground. What's uh, on-demand talent? A lot of, especially right now, a lot of, uh, a lot of businesses that had a physical presence and they had to move to a virtual presence. You know, right now, uh, their trainers are looking for web website developers, mm-hmm. right? Because now they need to make sure that they have a virtual presence now, along with their physical presence they may already have, or they're beefing up their virtual presence, right? Um, so, uh, you know, I see just the, anything that's around technology and ensuring that there's a physical presence, I mean, a, a virtual presence there, um, it, that's where it's going to be at for right now. And then, of course, anything in healthcare, because that's going to have to be, yeah, a, be huge. a replenishment in healthcare. You know, um, my wife, she's she's going to school now for um, healthcare management. So, you know, that's, that's just it's, it's going to have to be a resurgence and a renewal and then a focus on healthcare going forward. Well, that makes sense, especially yep. like a lot of small businesses. I think the the last hires were probably, you know, the, the first fires, unfortunately. So whatever was, you know, in, in the past, uh, kind of a, a luxury that they added on, uh, they've had to cut. So, you know, if that's uh, somebody else doing HR, whereas the founder normally would have, would have done it, you know, now they got to find a new way to do that or, or marketing kind of a thing. Uh, and like you said, medicine too, like, so te- telemedicine, there's going to be a lot of, if you don't transition all the way to online or virtual, it's like now is the wake up call where you at least you need to have that as a, as a fallback, like a just in case type of thing. You know, a lot of people just got caught unaware here and they weren't prepped for it. So now it's like mm-hmm. the whole like fool me once type of thing. Like now let's, let's get ready essentially. Right. Yeah. That makes a lot. Yep, exactly. Yeah. This is awesome stuff, man. We'll, uh, we'll wrap it up here with uh, kind of what's on your radar, what's coming up, any shout outs to make uh, links to plug the <laughs> listeners out there. Um, on the radar right now, like I'm just working hard. We just closed up our crowdfunding round uh, yesterday. So we just ended that. 
moving forward on development, we're building in a jobs, a remote jobs board into the platform, also into inclusion to the marketplace. So you'll be able to post a remote job, full-time regular job, or you'll be able to promote uh, also uh, post a, a freelance job as well. Uh, which is what we already support, which are the freelance jobs. So, you know, we're working on that also. Uh, you know, I just want everybody to stay safe. Um, if you can still stay inside, to still continue to flatten and lower the curve. Um, and, you know, make sure that I just, anyone who's listening, and I don't, you know, I'm not sure when this episode goes out, but, you know, one of the things that I've heard from somewhere else I mean, basically make sure that you come out of this with some new talent, understanding, um, something that you can put to work, you know. So that's that's my two cents as far as that goes. What links? Uh, I don't have any links to give out right now. <laughs> Just make sure, hey, go on you, go on you to me, sign up for a programming class. Learn how to code. Uh, that would be my, that, that's my link. <laughs> <laughs> and then once you do that, uh, you know, put yourself up on uh, inclusion and uh, and then get hired. So uh, exactly. exactly. Yeah. exactly. So I'll do a little mini blog. I'll put uh, your link inclusion with a Z dot co on there. Uh, so you yes. can, uh, can, can check that out as well. So, yeah, no, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I know you're you're busy trying to do a lot of good stuff. And uh, uh, hopefully this is helpful to listeners out there as far as your, your journey and how they can replicate that uh, for themselves. So uh, thank, thank you much again, and uh, we'll uh, let you get back to it. Thanks, Stuart and Jeff. Thanks. Thanks.